Are you a New Year's resolution person? Not really, no. Set your goals by season. <laughs> the goals are ongoing always. Welcome to 2019. It still feels weird to say, but it's a new year, a new free association podcast. Thank you once again for hanging out with us. We're going to break down some NBA basketball, obviously, of course, and break down and grade your Toronto Raptors who had a great 2018, great start to the 2018-2019 season. We're going to grade them at every position group and your full grades by player, by me, are on sportsnet.ca. And we got to show some love to the Canadians in the league thing I'm impressed with is Jamal Murray scored 30 or more points in three of the last five games for the Nuggets, but he also got embarrassed by James Harden. But on this episode, we're going to talk to Fred Van Vliet being a dad, a new thing that happened for him in 2018. His clothing line popped off. He bet on himself and he won. And are people still sleeping on this Raptors team? We get into all that and more with him. But first, a guy that you should bet on seeing on your TV all the time is now going to be in your ears. Basil Camisa, who always has basketball takes online, he brings them to the podcast starting right now. Listen, you know him well. He's your favorite sneakerhead's favorite sneakerhead. Around your block, he probably did he bops. You know him from <laughs> updates here at Sportsnet, Sportsnet Central, CHL games. The one and only Faisal Kamisa has blessed us. Yeah, you, for, free you forgot got to see it. You forgot. Oh, right, no, I'm, of just, course. I'm just kidding. He's the hardest working man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's the hardest working man in sports television. Thank you for yeah. spending some time to come yeah, and course, talk ball man. with myself. Yeah. Before we get into your ball takes, what do you have coming up? Get a little promo. I got a bunch of CHL games coming up as well. A lot of those Team Canada guys that were on that World Junior team, uh, we highlight them on the weekends. So I'm going to be doing a lot of those games. Uh, Ottawa, Quebec City, got some London, Ontario in there as well. Shout out Western. A little bit of everything, man. You never know. You never know. They call and I go, and that's yes, kind of it. You know, yes. that's just what it is. Well, if people are following you online, yeah, they know that a lot of your content is hoop specific. So I want your take to be, on yeah. some ball issues. Number okay. one, yeah, LeBron, as we all have heard at this point, called himself the goat. He did. I was super, super ecstatic to win one for Cleveland because of the fifty-two year drought. Like, I was ecstatic. Like, obviously, I showed that, that the first wave of emotion was when y'all, everyone saw me crying. Like, that was all for 52 years of everything in sports going on in Cleveland. And then after I stopped, I was like, that one right there made you the greatest player of all time. You know, everybody was just talking how they were the greatest team of all time. Like, it was the greatest team to ever assembled. And for us to come back, you know, the way we came back in that fashion, I was like, you did, you did something special. That's probably one of the only times in my career I felt like, oh shit, like you did something special. I haven't had, really had time to really like sit back and think, but that, that was a moment. And more than an athlete, the uninterrupted slash ESPN Plus initiative. He's like, yeah, I won with the Cavs and that's when I knew. I'm the GOAT. Fair or foul? Like, how do you feel that man's are claiming himself yeah. to be the goat the self dead career the self declaration <laughs> is always kind of weird to me but it's i like it it's validated because of how many old men he messed up and got mad because of it that's lebron's the goat because he's got so many people mad over him saying he's the goat as if mj would never in my mind he still has a way to go clearly to pass michael jordan bill russell 11 championships, 13 years, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The captain. And my heart just won't let him pass magic just yet. <laughs> I, I, I got to see a That's little fair. bit more. I've never heard one of the greatest say they were the greatest of all time. That was, uh, 
That was very interesting to me. Yeah. I, I think LeBron is a great player. Yeah. I just think that's disrespectful, honestly, to Bill Russell. What did Bill Russell do? Won every time. He said, all right, fellas, you want to win? Come with me. We'll go on the floor. That's yeah. what this game's all about. And everybody knows I, I, I love LeBron, but I'm, I'm going to call time out on this one. His career's not over. I'd just like to, you know, why he's saying that, I don't know. You know, maybe he thinks that that, that, that sells. Maybe he's taking the, the Donald Trump approach and <laughs> trying to sell himself. I don't know. But, um, you know, time will tell. I think history, I don't, I don't even know if anybody knows who the greatest of all time is because the years are so different. You guys remember MJ's Hall of Fame speech when he's out here slandering everybody and justifying why he made what he did? Man, l- listen, l- I think LeBron, just basketball-wise, is the GOAT already just because... And I know it's mid-career, that's fine, but he's done everything he's need to do to, to kind of validate that. I'm not about to count the ranks culture. I don't care about all that. But he pisses off a lot of people, and I kind of like that. And that, to me, yeah, you're, you're the goal, LeBron. Just say what you want to say. It's all good. I, also, he knows how to get people to watch his show. This 100%. is great promotion, you know? 100%. I don't even know if he believes he's the GOAT right now because we're not used to this version of LeBron. We're kind of used to humble LeBron and, and, you know, like, hey, things will be evaluated when things get evaluated. Also, I'm the GOAT. Watch the next episode to see where we go with this, you know? I like it. I am here for the new phase of LeBron. It's the I don't give oh, two man. flagrant fouls, mm-hmm, LeBron, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The walking into the arena with a, a nice Merlot. A glass of wine, man. Are you seven, kidding me? <laughs> like, I have he, so many questions about that. He was in that. Sonoma and then just got into the striker He's bed. Like, and oh, came shoot, to the man's arena. got a game, but I'm not done this glass. All right, well, this glass is coming with me right now. I'm not playing anyways. But oh, also, I love it. And what are you going to do, Adam Silver? Is that not part of the dress code? Like, honestly, what are you going to do? <laughs> Did you see the video of LeBron sitting on the bench, Gucci'd up, and he introduces himself to a teammate like, hey, man, hey, uh, I'm LeBron James. I've never been this deep in the bench before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm LeBron I don't know James. If you know, do you work here? Yeah. Like, you Who are you? Like, you know, oh, you got good seats, man. Yeah. yeah. We in our career and I say career because we worked at more than one place. Yeah. So this can't really name or claim who this executive <laughs> is. But if you've worked with us, you probably know who this executive is. We have an executive who would routinely go around and like shake people's hands. And be like, hi, I am so-and-so. Nice to meet you. What do you do here? And like often he had met that person three to four times before. Oh, I know said executive and it was about eight handshakes before we were finally like, oh, you're so-and-so, you know? And I was like, yeah. Nice of you to remember, you know? Right. LeBron yeah. is at that level. He's at, ex- he's at executive <laughs> level. Right. You know him. Yes. He, he doesn't he's need, to, need know to know you. That's you. it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I want to get your take on <clears> before <throat> we get hardcore into Raptors, keep listening. We're going to give you the midseason grades. Oh, they're, they're coming. They're coming. They're one game past midseason. So relax. We're going to give you the, the grades on how the team is doing thus far. But the other take I wanted to hear from you is, speaking of said Raptors, Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Who's back to San Antonio? Yeah, in a hostile environment, similar to the way LeBron went back to Cleveland. Vince has come back to Toronto, and Tracy's come back to Toronto, and Chris Bosh has come back to Toronto. We've done this here in Toronto many a time. How did you feel about the booing, about the trader signs, about the snake signs? What was your takeaway from all of that? San Antonio fans need to chill, man. You guys need to calm down. You were blessed with this Kawhi Leonard figure after an era where you had three championships already. You know, he helped you get number four. 
How can you go and say that about this guy? Are you saying that about the medical staff on this bird? <laughs> nah. Are you saying that about Pop, who suddenly decided to, you know, pop off a bunch of words about Kawhi? When, you know, like, yo, listen, I was not about that. And I knew it would happen. I was on our radio networks that morning saying that, oh, he's going to get booed for 48 minutes. It's going to take a lot of their energy. And I guess you're entitled to boo if you want, but justify your boo. You know, I get the Kevin Durant thing a little bit more, I guess. It's not like Kawhi didn't give you everything. He won with you guys. You know, you got your number two jerseys on your back with the star at the back because, you know, that's what the NBA does now. That's Kawhi's championship. MVP finals against LeBron and those guys. Shut up, San Antonio. Just shut up. The operative word you used for me is energy. But to me, it's all about keep the same energy. Yeah. Like you had no issue with him when he was getting hurt for you. When he was trying to come back and only played 210 minutes last year in nine games, when he was trying to work that out for you, and as you mentioned, that medical staff, in his opinion, misdiagnosed him. Yeah. Looks to be correct because in every month throughout this season, his dunks have gone up. He's become more explosive now here in Toronto. Shout out to Alex McKechnie and the medical team around the Raptors. You but- know what I didn't like even more, though? What? Is when Pop after the game says, oh, I didn't like it. I didn't like oh. it. You know what I don't like? How nobody said a damn thing about what happened in this situation. So fans are justified to boo because they're going to, for some reason, side against a player and side with management and ownership. It was a lot for me. Well, well, Pop did do some talking. He said, well, Kawhi wasn't a leader. Not a leader. I mean, he was a great player, but he wasn't a leader. That wasn't his thing. Right. Uh, So so as if that's supposed to be spun out. Well, that's not negative. That was negative. And two, (laughs) Pop had no issue saying, when asked about his medical status last year, oh, you're going to have to talk to him and his group. Talk to his group. Right? Like, so uh, it's, right, it's not on us. It's not yeah. on us. Talk to him and his group. Gregory. Well, yeah. Like, like when, when Draymond said to Doc Rivers, cool story, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, Glenn. Well, yo, cool story, was, Greg, uh, with two Gs. Yeah. <laughs> with three Gs, actually. Okay, this is the worst part about all of that. And I know we're not going to spend too much time on this. This was January, what was it? January 3rd. You know how many New Year's resolutions were broken? You know how many people went into 2019 saying, you know, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a nicer person. Then Kawhi comes in town and they're yeah. like, yeah, traitor, use a snake. I got to go get this printed at Kinko's right. so I can hold up two signs with Kawhi's face in this thing. Man, a lot of people's resolutions were broken mad early because of that game. And that's it. This year's a wash for them now. 100%. And if Kyrie Irving, who won the Cavs a championship along with LeBron, obviously, but he hit the he shot. He hit the shot. Get back to a finals lose at the level where you're competing for a championship year in, year out. If he was like, peace, I'm out, trade me, I might just drag out this injury and get a surgery. Yeah, I might I just do- have surgery just to not play ball with LeBron James 100%. anymore. Man. If he can go back to Cleveland, you mean to tell me that Kawhi Leonard can't go back to San Antonio San and get Antonio, some love? Guys, like, what else is popping there? Like, just be happy, guys. Yeah. Uh, anyways, didn't like it. I do like the Raptors. Yeah, We're halfway point of the season. They look good. Best record in the league. Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee ahead of them a bit by percentage, but as far as most games wins, back, I guess. Yeah. yeah. They're up. What is your appraisal? If we're going to give them a letter grade, and obviously the team as a whole, I mean, we're giving them an A, right? Yeah. That, that's you have to, I think obvious. you have to give them an A considering everything that happened in the off season, all the drastic changes that happen, uh, the coaching change, obviously the culture change, the Kawhi change, the injuries that have kind of derailed a little bit of how much better this start could be. How can you not give them an A? You have to. 100%. They've got 30 wins in the first 42. That's the fastest this team's ever yep. got to 30 wins in that span. And when you look at the teams, I mean, I understand, okay, you're going to beat up on some teams in the East. We get that. They've beaten Milwaukee. 
Yep. Right? They've beaten Boston. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Pacers twice. They beat Philly twice. They yeah. beat Golden State twice. Like they've had a tough schedule. They don't go back out west again. Done. No they, more West Coast trips. None. So the fact that they're seven one on the second night of back to backs, they've dealt with injury to both Kawhi and well, rest to Kawhi, yep. injury to, to Kyle. Yep. To Kyle. And I love the term load management. Man, it's such a great right? term, man. But if I'm overworked, I'm gonna say to my man, I, I need a little bit of load management. Listen, long weekend. Spent a weekend in London doing this CHL, guys. It's load management. It's load management. I, I can't be I back can't, on the desk Monday morning. I, I need that day. I need that day. So clearly, the team has performed this whole. Let's break down the different sure. portions of the team. Yeah. Let's go starting backcourt. Okay. Kyle and Kawhi, your grade for them as a combination would be what? Yeah, it's it's hard not to give them an A as well, right? Like I think, I'll, spoiler alert, that'll be the highest grade I think I give right now. Like they've been unbelievable, right? right. And, and I think, and, and I should sorry, I should put Danny Green in that conversation yes, as well, yes. who's been and, a plus and, minus and I think, god. I think that adds a little bit to the A. And now I am. I, and I don't know if I'm the only one in this camp. I know he's revitalized a bit of his career. He wasn't this guy last year, Danny Green. I don't know if it's there for the rest of the year. It's a lot you're asking out of Danny Green to, well, to save your team on D and then hit big shots. Well, it's it's funny. a lot, right? He, he, he kind of said that he didn't play well last year because San Antonio kind of misdiagnosed his injury. Yeah, trader, trade, boo, boo. Um, Did they but, trade the five million they traded? To? No, sorry, 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 sorry. Exactly. And A for the backcourt, in my opinion. I think, you know, Kyle's been amazing. I know he's had a four-game slump where things didn't go very well. He's popped out of that. The injuries maybe can bring that grade down a little bit. But when he played, especially at the beginning of the season when there were all these questions running, what this Raptors team will be, Kyle's like, here, just jump on my back. I'll injure it later, but I got you for now. And, and Kawhi has been amazing. He's a legit MVP candidate, probably top three guy in the league right now. Uh, and Danny has saved this team about 50 times this season already yeah. for a thousand different reasons. And you can't ask for better than that. It's so crazy. Late shot clock, open three-point shot, who do I feel the most comfortable? Daniel Green. On 100%. I don't know his middle name. Does he have a middle name? I don't know, but Daniel middle name Green. It's him. And I, coming into this year, you would never have thought that to be the case. The other thing, too, and I'm jumping ahead, but I'm going to give uh, is, is a super producer, Emil Delich, at Amandelich on Twitter, tells me in my ear his middle name is Richard. Danny Richard Green. Danny Dick Green. <laughs> <laughs> big Richard energy. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, the other thing is when you look at having to manage this team and, and this backcourt and the, the rotation of guys in and out of the lineup, which was going to be by design. Nick yep. Nurse said, I'm going to play the five guys who make sense tonight. Now I'm not just going to be slave to five guys. Cause you want to hear your name called at the no, beginning of the game. No. Well, he's had to do that because of situation, because of injury and, and health and whatnot. When you consider the fact that, Kawhi and Kyle haven't played together in the same game for a month. A the last month. A whole games. month. And when you look at them together in games, they've been 15 and 6. Pretty good. Yeah. When you look at it it's when it's only been one of them, 15 and 6. Like Nick Nurse, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm giving him an A just because of his ability to manage the team on those two is guys there are. any long-term worry about that though because they have to start figuring that out eventually you know season is in itself sometimes not enough to gain that chemistry and yeah. they're gonna have to do that in expedited form because the goal is not now right it's april may june then you're remembered forever right like that's kind of what the goal is and so there is a slight concern on my end just about how they kind of expedite that chemistry and that cohesiveness because there have been times where you you can justifiably say with kyle and Kawhi on the floor that maybe they're not on the exact same page or maybe the ball's in one's hand too long etc cetera, etc cetera, right and, and again those are things that come with playing together for a longer period of time right and so 21 games out of the 42 you've played have had your two superstars in it 
I didn't even realize the top of my head. That's only half of the games, yeah. you know, that's, and they're still the top team in the East, which says a lot about the rest of the team and they deserve high grades as well. Guys like Pascal, guys like Serge. And I know we'll talk about a, bu- a bunch of those guys, but man, just talking out loud, there is a, there's a little bit of a concern about not getting that chemistry together. You remember like the LeBron heat teams and the LeBron Cleveland teams. Like it took a while for things to start clicking with those teams, you know, mm-hmm. and LeBron, you know, respect to Kawhi, like, He's better than Kawhi, right? You know, and Dwayne Wade may be better than Kyle. You know, I'm not trying to make it like that, but it still takes a while. And you throw a rookie head coach in there and and a couple other pieces. Like, it's not going to be a cakewalk to the finals that a lot of people think for the Raptors. I don't think at least. Some of the, I guess, cosmetically, the staking points where the the basketball hasn't looked the best when they're sharing the floor is there's a bit of my turn, your turn. Mm All right, okay, well, I've had two shots, back-to-back possessions. Okay, you do your thing, and and vice versa. And there is a bit of, you mentioned chemistry, and not to make things messy, but that's really what I'm here to do. (laughs) I know Sid felt a certain way about this. I mean, he feels a certain way about everything. A lot of things. Um, The video, the meme, the gif of Kyle mid-game yucking it up with DeMar and Kawhi, Walking by and just giving a look, like, "Oh, really? This is what we're doing? What, what, what are we talking about? What state secrets are you are you telling <laughs> at the cool kids table?" Like, I often think we make too big of things. Yes, we do in the media because we just need something to talk about. But Sid brought up the fact, and he's not wrong. When Kyle was hurt, we didn't see him on the bench, and he listen. He could have been in New York getting his treatment. He could have been in the back getting treatment, watching. Sometimes players like to watch with the video guys, sure. so on and so forth. But the one game he was on the bench. TNT's in the house playing against DeMar. And then my guy is at the scores table, not on the bench, at the scores table doing a stand-up routine. And Kawhi is like, yo, we're being dealt with right now. Yeah, we, we're like getting if, sunned right now by honestly, this team. Sure. Like, if this is your man's and you know him that well, how about you give me some help on how I should guard him? <laughs> He's going yeah, look, hard. Did you make something of that? No, and I never really make things out of all those. I think those things are such isolated scenarios that we, we're allowed to, you know, be hyperbolic about it because we see it and we need things to talk about the next day. You know, I get the, you know, the general idea of what we do, but I don't really rate that as being a problem. I don't think it's anything. You know, Kyle was actually like talked about maybe playing in that game. So right. I get why he was there, and I get why he's in San Antonio. He's not in Toronto this time, you know? Like, or, you know, sit in the back of San Antonio. No, sit on the bench, watch your boy. It's all good, right? right. Uh, he was then on the bench on Saturday against Milwaukee as well. Like, he was getting closer to playing. I think mm-hmm. earlier he was just not. I think there's a lot of coincidence with his injury status versus him being on the bench. We knew he wasn't playing those five, six games before that. The back was right. bad. He was getting injections, as we found out. I don't want to sit in a bench for 48 minutes plus, obviously, with injections, cortisone in my back. No. He was supposed to maybe play that game, right? Questionable. He mm-hmm. took shoot around, then didn't play. I get the optics of him laughing with DeMar as they're getting their butts whooped in the first quarter. It doesn't look great, but I don't read into those things too much. I really don't. All right. So do you read into this? Because for me, when we talk about the assimilation of those two guys... Mm-hmm. When it's just been one of them, the team has looked drastically different. I know. When, when yeah. it's Kawhi, there's a lot of ISO people. And, and I think partially it's out of no fault to support players or to him. Just he's so great. People are just yeah. caught up in watching. Yeah. Like, oh, well, how am I going to get a better shot than this guy can get for himself? Where when Kyle is playing, the ball moves. The pace is a bit higher. And thus the, the offense has actually been much more efficient when Kyle's in the game. It's almost like... But I think there's some familiarity there too, right? That's like true. When Kyle's in the game, it's with Pascal. It's with Serge. It's yep. with Fred. And it's Jonas. with Danny Green, who's a guy that knows you know, generally how to space the floor himself. When Kawhi's there, like you said, like one, 
He's played what 30 games with the Raptors this, mm-hmm. like in his career yeah. and all these other guys are there and Fred's your main ball handler which I think has been an issue for me a little bit this year as well and so Fred I think as a starter has struggled to create that shot a little mm-hmm. bit to his credit we you know when Kyle's there or when he's asked to do you know when him and Delon are on the floor together you see a much different version of Fred Van Vliet but right. as a starting point guard Fred respectfully I'm just going to trust Kawhi more to, to get his own than with the movement there right now you know and so I think there is some some difference that comes with who's playing but I think it's also by design because come playoff time when you're staggering those Lowry Leonard minutes just a little bit mm. again and I think a lot of this is by experiment as well and I think sure. that's what the Raptors have to be because again they've been the one seed they won the 59 games and then got dusted in the second round none of this really matters and I've maintained that all year that this regular season is while exciting and fun and something new it's it means absolutely nothing in the context of everything you know because it's all about figuring everything out to get to April May and June and I know that comes with some bad losses and some bad plays and some bad Kawhi moments and some bad Kyle moments etc but I think all of that in learning is what I value a little bit more about this team this year yeah, no, the one thing I worry about is when I, I see the team and the two guys are playing separately from each other, it's almost like the rest of the guys are almost like kids in a divorced family. Like, oh, we're, 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 mom's got custody this Who week. Yeah. No, no, Papa Kawhi's got custody this week, or Kawhi would probably be the mom in this scenario. But it's like certain different, like culturally it feels different, rules yeah. feel different. But I think that as they start to play together more, and, and theoretically they should, as Kyle's now back, uh, healthy and Kawhi at some point we hope will be playing back second ends of back to backs. I think that will take care of itself. The starting bigs. Yes. What grade are we giving them? We got Serge oh, yeah. in, in age twenty nine. I mean he's averaging career highs in points, assist percentage, usage percentage. Uh he's just thirty one assists shy of his, like, of his like cur- season, of his season high. high. He hit five assists in the game last week and it was like the second time in his career he'd ever done that. And I was like, Who is this Serge Ibaka? Yeah, you're not supposed to be getting better at this age, but yet he is. I think a big part of it is because his usage is so much higher, career high and ninety eight percent usage at the center position. Yeah. Not the four. And then the age you're supposed to be getting better is Pascal's at his age and he's oh, getting man. rapidly My better. My favorite story of the season is Pascal Siakam. He, he could it's honestly just be unbelievable. most improved, right? In the league, not Look, just this I think team. he's an all-star. I think he's an all-star Seriously? this year. I think Pascal Siakam is an all-star in the year 2019. Like 2018-19 this season, Pascal Siakam has been one of the best 12 players in the Eastern Conference. And in my opinion, okay. I think he should be an all-star. Will he be? I don't think so just because you know how big names get, you know how egos get. Dwayne Wade's last year, he's got to be there at some point. I think that this guy should be there. He has been unbelievable. And you think about the fact that he didn't touch a basketball until eight years. Like, get out of here with this story and this development, Pascal Siakam. It is one of the greatest stories in the league. It's probably not appreciated as much throughout the NBA ranks as it is here in Toronto, just because we're a little bit more cape for our guys. But he's set three career highs in points this year, 26, 28, a couple times, 30, like, he just keeps getting better. And it's crazy. His energy doesn't stop. His motor doesn't stop. He's pretty good defensively he's always ahead of the play he's hitting a three-point shot now it's crazy so what's what grade are you giving the starting bigs you know i already messed up by saying i wouldn't give a grade higher than an a and i'm probably not going to give them an a plus but they deserve an a i can't how do they not deserve an a yeah i think the starters deserve an a yeah i think the starters deserve an a let's walk back what i said a little bit earlier (laughs) already sorry uh the starting lineup deserves an a let's go to the backcourt now the bench backcourt so that's really fred Delon, in a way, Norm as well as he's played a bit. What grade do you give them? Because yeah. especially when you look at Delon, he's a guy who I expected to take 
a Pascal-like leap. Me too, me too. And it hasn't happened. His averages across the board, points, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, are all either like exactly the same as his career numbers or a shade down. Down, sure. This year, he's at 6.4 points, 2.5 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 42.1 field goal percentage, 34.2 three-point percentage, and a 47.9 effective field goal percentage. Those numbers aren't terrible for a reserve guard or even yeah. a, th- a third guard off the bench. But we expected more from DeLon. Fred, I actually put in a different category because he's asked to do something that we didn't expect. He started yeah, 15 he started, games this I know, year no, I know. for both Kawhi and Kyle. He, I kind of wanted to see DeLon get a couple of those starts, to be yeah, honest with okay. you. I, you know, like earlier in his career, maybe a little more last year, I see some Chris Paul in him, you know, that he's like this... And I'm not saying he's Chris Paul that like, I just let's us calm down right now. I see like the craftiness, like the mind working sometimes, you know, and I feel like sometimes him and Fred, sometimes they get in their own head a little bit about their own playmaking abilities, which I think is, is above average and they need to trust themselves a little bit more. But I see a lot of dribbling into the paint with no plan sometimes with the both of them. And I don't like it. And, and I think if they had more consistent play from their backup point guards and when they're needed to take a bigger role, I think this team could be even better. I think this team could be even better than they are right now. Now, Norm, I'm going to put in a separate category because I think he's been un- unbelievable in the moments in which he's played. I know that injury set him back, and there was worry that when he came back, he wouldn't be as effective. He's been very good. Yeah. And I, I, I tweeted this a few days ago. You know, Norm being good again is a very positive development for the Raptors, and it gives them just another spacer, another good, hardworking defender, and uh, a guy who can create his own shot, which we remember from his rookie season a little bit more. And so... I give him a B. I think I give the backup point guards a B minus. I'm not mad at what they're doing. They've been asked to do a lot, a lot, a lot. I just, I want to see a little bit more out of them. And also one time for Lo, uh, Lorenzo Brown. Oh, you know, poor Sipo. Tory Lane's like tough. my guy, you know, it's all good. Contracts are tough. Business is business, you know. Yeah. Good energy guy off that bench, you know. It's tough. He's like, my guy's mere hours away from having his and salary that guarantee, guaranteed that guarantee. for the rest of the year. And we're like, yeah, he's not going to be able to do it. We're nah. in the luxury tax. Nah. May need that spot later. Watch out for Royce to 5'9". You look, you look a little <laughs> similar to Tori, my guy. It's all good. I agree. I, I mean, I think Norm, listen, he's been injured for most of this season, 20 games, almost half of it. Spent some time last year either injured or not playing well. I think the positive thing is the promise that he's shown. I know. Within That's the last, it. last week, he's looking, hunting for his shot. Had a season-high 14 on Tuesday. That bumps that up to 23 on Sunday. One off his career high. If he's giving you numbers off the bench offensively that's great because we know oh, he's going to bring the defense he's going to bring the defense right and if he can get in the lane and, and create a little bit more and hit that th- oh my god that three-point shot looks wet like that's like the norm that in rookie season you're like this guy's gonna save us against yeah. indiana like this norm is the norm that people want you know yeah and so it's, it's been a pleasant surprise i'm happy for the guy because norm is a good guy that works really hard and i know he would have struggled with what was being said about him last year. He deserves a praise for turning around this year. Hey, understand the grind. UTG. <laughs> UTG He's got the clothing baby. line. Let's, Let's go. go. I know. Is uh, there a team with more sw- like clothing swag than this zero, team? Like, no, zero right? Percent. Like, self-made. Yeah, self-made. That's like, what I meant. Like, self-made. I like, Draymond has a Nike deal. Yeah. Clay is anta. Yeah. Steph is These guys are not. Katie's these guys are Nike. creating their own thing. Yeah. These guys aren't photoshopping themselves and no, going we, to the we, yeah. Arctic to be like, yo, can I get a batch order of bet on yourselves, please? Like, you know? I uh, saw some fan thanking Fred on Twitter for sending like their <laughs> aunt or something like FVV like slide <laughs> sandals, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, like what's the minimum order yeah, of that's, FVV that's slide saying. sandals like, that you have to put in to make it like, like cost a good profit effective, margin, like, yeah, to yeah. scale. <laughs> 
I love the Raptors. So I got a question for you. Who yeah. gets the lowest grade on this team well, so far? I think the obvious is CJ Miles, well, right? Well, it's the next person, right? Yeah. And, and I think it's directly correlated to the guy we just talked about mm-hmm. in Norm Powell. Because yeah. Norm Powell is giving you buckets. He's playing over CJ Miles because yeah. he's giving you defense. CJ Miles' only real above average skill, NBA skill, is shooting the three. To be yeah. able to be playable, he has to shoot it prolifically. Do you know where CJ Miles ranks? Oh, no. On the Raptors. The no. Raptors, not the league, not the league. Not the East, not the conference. On the team in which he's supposed to be the specialist at this role. Yes, where does he rank? Do you know how many players have shot a worse three-point percentage than C.J. Miles on the Raptors? I'll take a wild guess. Three. One. I was going to say one. Greg Monroe. Mm -hmm. Greg Monroe is the only... My guy is shooting 27.8% from three. That's not good. That's not good. And that's what you're here for. Worse than OG? Yeah. And so. I think OG he, deserves a low grade as well. I think he's ha- he's had some struggles this season. We can get into that, sure. But he, yeah, four of the last seven games, CJ Miles hasn't played. Yeah, no, and I because know. there's no real reason to play him if he's not hitting three. So I think he has the lowest grade. OG, I think, is also in the conversation. The difference, though, is obviously OG's giving you some defense. He's allowing you to play a bit smaller, and OG's had some health issues. But also, OG had a, had a personal loss, right? Yes, he, no, I know. He, I, I'm, he lost his father. So, and I'm, it's also year two. Well, 100%. Which I think is, is justifiable as well. I think also that impacts the way we look at DeLon. Yep. Because DeLon, again, his numbers are kind of the same. But, yo, you're year four. Year four. You are quite as kept. Don Wright is like 27 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. you're expecting that jump. Because at some point, you are what you are. Junior college, then spent... More time than most in college. In college. Now year four, had the D-League stint to start with 905. So at some point, you... Gotta figure this it out. is just you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on OG? It's admittedly hard to watch sometimes on offense. I appreciate what he does on defense. He's great. He works as hard as anybody, I think, back there. But I feel like sometimes the ball stops when it hits OG Ananobi. And with this team predicated on being fast and movement and, and spacing this, that... There's a struggle sometimes when he's on the court. And uh, again, I think they're going to work with him to to try to figure it out. And he gave you so many moments last year. And even this year, he, he's had some moments where you're like, yeah, this is the player that people believe OG Ananobi could be. But it hasn't been consistent enough for me to see him as a net positive when he's on the floor, at least offensively, like you said. But I know there are some extenuating circumstances that have led to that. And, and so I'm not trying to knock a guy while things have been really tough on him. But just optically through the team facet, it's been difficult to watch a little bit. Now let's talk about the backup bigs. Jonas, who's a backup big for the first time in his career. Greg Monroe, who has been a backup bid last year for three teams in one year. (laughs) What grade are you giving those guys? Yeah, JV gets a a solid B-plus for me. Maybe even, you know, if I'm feeling generous on a day and you come ask me, I'll give you an A-minus. Like, that's fine. Go go show your parents you got an A. It's all good, you know? JV's been great. No complaints about his role. The three-point shot is not as fun as it was last year. He's also taking less of it. He's probably asked to do a little bit less of that with Kawhi there. You can give him some more spacing by being inside a little bit, but he's been pretty good. I, I felt bad with that injury because again, yeah. he's a guy that can give you a different look on defense as well. He's he's a pretty good defender. He doesn't get enough love for that, I think. And when Serge is out of the game, he's a solid five that can shut down their solid five or, or their tough big four, you know? So JV has been good. Greg Monroe, you know, I'll, I'll give you a pat on the back for stepping in and, and feeling and you've had to start games. Nobody really expected that and yeah. hoped for that, but he hasn't been overly good. He's got. He's getting a C for me. Like, offensively, it's hard to watch. Defensively, you put him in a pick and roll, you're going to score on the other side every time. And Aldridge so, just ate him up. He did. He did. And that was the game I think I was like, oh, 
yeah, no, this can't work. You know, yeah. I wanted to see more Chris Boucher there, you know, right, like, give, me, yeah. give me some slim duck minutes, you know, because <laughs> um, that guy's been pretty good too in the G League and and when he's played garbage time minutes for the Raptors. But uh, JV is a big backup. I mean, the, the main backup big and he's been very good. I want him back in this lineup because I think I don't think there's been one game full healthy Raptors yet this season. Yeah. And I would like to see this team with all its pieces, please. Yeah, I mean, just listen, once, you know, please before the playoffs. A hundred percent. I think if we're talking about end of season grades, I think we may be having to grade Slim Duck. I think his... Yeah, I want to grade his, Slim Duck. I yeah. want that to be a development this year. He, towards the back end of the year, may have a bigger role. I th- I think a lot of the Lorenzo Brown decision is around having Slim Duck up with this team for the better part of the season and thus guaranteeing his salary and paying him more money. The interesting thing with JV, you mentioned it, he's, his minutes are down, but his numbers are actually pretty flat yeah. to what they've been throughout his career. 25.3 PER, second on the team to Kawhi. That's unbelievable. Is, is no, crazy. he's been very good. Like, he's been very good, right? And I think, like, I don't really have a knock on him. I give him an A minus, B plus because, you know, he's coming off the bench and probably a little bit less reduced. And maybe that's me saying that I gave everyone an A and I can't give too many more A's out. You know, I got to get on a curve a little For bit sure. here, you know? He's been very, very good. And again, I want him back in this lineup because a lot of those losses in the last couple of weeks, I think, could have been avoided if JV was there playing some defense, not even just his offense uh, on the defensive side. Yeah. It's funny. Everyone loves to hate on JV until he's gone. Like, Oh, we need JV. And as much as people criticize his defense, part of defense is securing the rebound and the best defensive rebounder on this team by far, Jonas Valanciunas. It's tough to give him more than an A when he's missed 11 games and counting due to injury. But I think in accepting his role, he's done a a great job of it. Finally. Mm -hmm. And thank you again for coming through. Yeah. Yeah. Floor is yours. Anything you want to just get off your chest All right. about this team, the league, the, yeah. the second half of the season. I wanna, what are the basketball takes that are, are in your okay. mind right now? Yeah, I want to I want to shout out NBA fits like pregame okay. NBA fits. I think the players have done an amazing job at stepping up this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is like dedicated Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts now to like the swag that the drip that people come in with and every day somebody is stepping up to elevate like Jamal Murray gets a lot of love from me, you know, Mm. like good for you. Tobias Harris, you look good. He comes with a book in his hand too. He really is like J Cole (laughs) fake deep all the time. You know, Raptors had some good ones as well. The Raptors have had some amazing ones. Surge. Yo, Surge looks great. Mafuzi. Mafuzi. Let's go. (laughs) Greg Monroe's got like the, the probably the sickest kick game on the team. I think based on the pictures I've seen. Danny Green has surprised me. Danny Green has been good. Danny Green has been good for, you know, like Pascal, ironically good often. Yeah. Pascal's fun. Good. You know, like he just wants to be comfortable. You know, he's Pascal's that guy that got into culture like late. Like, you know, he's like, I got to fit in power. So let me rock all the name brand that I can. And you know what? I appreciate the fits in the shoe game. And, you know, the best part of it is again, old basketball Twitter trying to figure out what shoes men's are wearing. Mm. They're like, what are these platform like Balenciagas that they they don't know? (laughs) They don't know, you know? I know, and I appreciate Russell Westbrook. I appreciate your crop tops and and whatever you're wearing, you know? That's a fun part of this season. Again, the NBA is so fun in that way, the culture and and, and the swag and the wine and, and all that yes. stuff, you know? Um, uh, big up NBA players for fle- keep flexing, you know? And, and Canadians, Emil, again, in my ear. I mean, we, you should just... You, you have a microphone in front of you. You can't use it. <laughs> no, no, tell us what you said. Shit, Gildas Alexander. SGA yes. from a fashion oh, standpoint. Oh, my God. I, I tweeted about him. I forgot. I forgot about him. The West Coast, I sleep, you know? Like, yeah, I got to sleep a little true. bit, you know? Yo, he's, I didn't know he had that in Oh, him. man. He might be rookie of the year for drip. You're right. Yeah. You're right. 
It's crazy to me how kids go from, and you kind of see them following them in their high school careers, then their one NCAA year or, <laughs> or, or four months in the NCAA. It's crazy how they go from, and Murray is a good example. You see him in Orangeville, right? Just, you know, normal kid, super casual. And then, like, in the span of 72 months, all of a sudden, they're super, like, high fashion. Yo, bank account goes up. That man. is true. <laughs> That's what it is, that man. Is That's what it is. So thank you yeah, yeah, for, of course, man. for putting aside a little bit of time before your shift to talk some ball. Always welcome to come through and spit some knowledge on the game and, obviously, the kicks as well. Appreciate it, brother. So if you're like me, you are always looking to live stream the home of the NBA right here in Canada. Well, then you need Sportsnet Now. It's the product for you, available to anyone over the internet. Sportsnet Now gives you 24-7 access to all the Sportsnet channels, number one. But you got the content that's not just on TV. You got some online exclusives on all of your popular devices. Apple TV, tablet, Xbox, Chromecast. So sign up for it. For as long or as little as you like, because you can cancel whenever. I use it to live stream the Raptors and NBA matchups specifically. I mean, yes, I do it for work. But even if I was just a fan, being able to see games out of market is so, so key. And if you're a hockey dude, we got something for you too. Over 500 NHL games, plus MLB postseason, plus the World Series, plus the Premiership. It's available Visit snnow.ca for more details. Next, we talk to a guy who's not that much taller than Faisal is, and I am, but has a lot bigger game. That's right. Fred Van Vliet. He stopped by the Sportsnet studios, and I just love watching his career, not just in the NBA, but even going back to college. This is a JUCO guy that then went to Wichita State, which wasn't a big program. And out of all of the guys that Greg Marshall got in that program, whether it's Ron Baker, Cleanthony Early, or Canadian Nick Wiggins, he's the guy who not only made it to the league, even though he was undrafted, he's stuck. I want to find out how he's literally made himself an above-average NBA player, but at the same time also made himself a really cool clothing line. Raptors down the floor comes Norm Powell into the far corner. Van Vliet going to hoist a three ball up and in. Busted for Fred Van Vliet. A five-point lead for Toronto. Raptors stormed down the floor. They had numbers. Van Vliet for three plus one. A four-point opportunity for Fred Van Vliet as he falls back almost into the Denver bench on the near sideline. Van Vliet left wing outside the arc for three. Oh, wow. A deep three. 90-80, Van Vliet scores, Raptors by 10 with 27 seconds left. It's pretty contagious, so you know, when one guy starts making them, it just lifts the whole team and uh, it catches on pretty quick. Uh, so as, as quick as it can go, bad, it can it can turn good, uh, you know, at the snap of a finger. Back to DeLon right in the inbound, DeLon quickly down the floor, kicks to Fred Van Vliet again. Two for one opportunity, busted, triple from the west side for Freddie Van Vliet. Tried to get a step on Bridges. Shakes him left, brings him back right, goes to the 10 and lays it up and in. The full package unleashed there by Fred Van Vliet.
first of all, what has this season been like for you? You know, a guy who was undrafted, always trying to kind of earn your spot, and now you've secured a spot. You secured the bag in the off season. Yes, sir. And now people, when they're talking about the team, when they're talking about scouting reports, they're saying you are one of the guys opposing teams have to focus on. Yeah, it's been a four three sixty. You know, uh, from where I was two years ago, three years ago, trying to make it being undrafted trying to make the roster trying to crack the rotation um you know all that hard work led up into this moment and now it's time to take that and build on it so continue to work hard keep striving keep trying to be better um making adjustments as you said you know i'm becoming more of a focal point i don't think i'm sneaking up on too many people anymore so that's been an adjustment for me on the court at least and uh yeah it's been fun man you work hard to get to this point and now it's going to take even more work to keep going you look at not just in this program but even guys around the league Alfonso McKinney killing it like a lot of the guys coming up through the D-League coming up through the 905 system are, are doing big things when you're talking to the dudes trying to follow in your footsteps and they're trying to get some wisdom and some knowledge about the process what do you say I try to tell everyone there's no uh, perfect path there's no uh, secret recipe for success I think that you got to do a few things well and if you do that you have a good chance and so for the guys that may be coming up the same way I always tell the same thing just try to take advantage of the opportunity you get and only thing you can control is yourself and staying ready staying prepared being in shape being ready to go staying confident and taking care of your body and mind and and so that way when you do because the thing about it is most times you you're going to get an opportunity you just don't know when and so whether that be a guy in front of you gets injured or whatever coaching change, you'll probably get a shot, and at least one. And so when you get that moment, you got to be able to capitalize on that and take off from there and never look back. I love the bet on yourself line because literally it is your story. Yes. Uh, and it spells out boy, which is sick. But also you kind of had to choose, okay, where am I going to get a good opportunity to be able to cash in on that bet? For you, when you had other choices, was Toronto – in your estimation, a good opportunity? Uh, at the time, I had done, um, I think I just finished about 18 pre-draft workouts. So I worked out for 18 teams and uh, from the span of the middle of uh, May to the middle of June, right? So about 18 teams in 30 days. And so throughout that process, you, uh, you feel your value to a team. So let's just say I go work out for Toronto and the way they treat me and interact with me says a lot about where they view you as, right? And so one thing I respect about Toronto is they treated me the same way they treat me now. They treated me during my pre-job workout, which is unheard of. And there was a lot of places that didn't treat me so nice. So long story short, I knew that uh, I had at least one guy in the front office that liked me, and that's all I needed. And so I took a chance on that. I didn't really look and see that they had three-point guards and I just was like, whatever, I'm going to go in there and figure it out. And they had some a roster spot open, one or two, I think just one maybe. And I was like, it's mine to lose. So I just went after it and, and tried to make the most of it. You mentioned kind of the way they treated you. Now that you're, you're still ascending, you're not where you want to be, but you've, you've kind of made a name for yourself. Have you found that people in life don't keep that same energy, that they're, they're treating you differently? Yeah, nobody ever keeps the same energy. Uh, that's, a, that's the funny thing about that saying. So, yeah, there's ups and downs to it. You keep your circle small and tight, and, you know, obviously your loved ones and your family and your friends, you hope that 
all remained solid. And for the most part, I've been blessed to uh, be a part of that. But along the way, everybody else on the outside is, is peaks and valleys. So on the way up, you try to treat people with respect and be kind. And, you know, there'll be ups and downs. And, and you want to treat people the same way throughout. So that way, hopefully, you get that energy reciprocated back, whether it's going good for you or bad for you. Full disclosure, your rookie year on this podcast we were hyping you up like yeah. look at his look at his on off numbers yeah, look at his defensive yeah. rating okay. right like we were saying like this is yeah. not just a, a d league guy yeah. and so now when i was i was just in the states and i'm watching sports center yeah. and you're scoring and they're saying bet on yourself like it's you're crazy. now known yeah, yeah. i kind of feel some type of way like this was yeah. our kind of hidden yeah. secret and now the world knows about it for you in this team i feel like it's a similar story you guys were slept yeah. on a little bit and now everyone is starting to claim you yeah. do you guys feel that yeah that's the great part about sports and, and stuff like that is the fan thing is uh interesting right because you have to deal with the highs and the lows of people telling you you're the greatest thing ever and people telling you sh you suck and you shouldn't play at all so like you said, you guys were, were on it early, and, and that's that's amazing, and that's great. And you probably really feel some type of pride to, like, you felt like you saw it early. And uh, I take pride in that because I appreciate people like that that saw it versus, you know, people that just spew negativity. So long story short, uh, with the Raptors, it's, it's kind of the same thing where, you know, it's been the same thing over and over. Obviously, the last two years have not finished the way we wanted to. But we still have our solid core and uh, we continue to grow and get better. And once we finally hit the jackpot, you know, the payoff will be much, much sweeter. And before I let you go, the other big change in you from when you got here to now is your father now. Yes. How has that changed uh, you and your life and your perspective? Yeah, it changed my life uh, completely. Um, there's no shortage of ways that... Uh, I'm different and my life is different and my time is different. My sleep is different. The way I eat, everything revolves around this this little baby angel that I got at the house. And you can't really explain it unless, you know, you have kids. You know, it's kind of a parent bond thing where you just get it. You understand that that's the center of your universe. And it goes from, from you being the center of your universe to another person. And, uh, you know, it's been the biggest blessing of my life. And uh, last year probably, you know, was definitely the best year of my life and just trying to Trying to keep building on that. It's funny you say that because I was talking to someone with the team, and they said when you had your kid, you're showing everyone the photos. You were yeah, so proud. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming through. Before we let you go, I mentioned it. The bet on yourself. The line. How yeah. can the Raptors fans get it? Yeah, it's uh, it's at fvv23.com. Also fvvshop.ca. Um, I think there's some website things there. You can find it if you want to go check my Instagram. Yeah, the new line that I've, I've been building since my rookie year. And it's like you said, it's for the supporters and the people that, you know, attached to my story and people that support me. Um, we want to support them, give them something to rock. It's, it's nice, it's uh, fresh and stylish. And, you know, go get it. Awesome. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, that's it for us. Thank you once again for listening, hanging out with us, and thank you for interacting. We always love your feedback, so you can hit us up on Twitter. The man behind all of this, the brains behind this machine, is Emil Delich. You can hit him up on Twitter, at Amand Delich. He is the reason why we have hot music on this podcast, and really hot guests as well. Speaking of hot takes, if you want those, at J.D. Bunkus. He's still giving you basketball knowledge. Make sure to follow him and interact with him 
online, and you can get him every day, midday on the Fan 590. Him and Ben Ennis are hosting Good Show with a lot of basketball content there. I actually have some basketball content for you. At Donovan Bennett is the handle. I talked to a man who has handles, Steph Curry. You're going to hear some of that in this space in the coming weeks. But online, I've got an interview with him, both written and video. You can check that out on sportsnet.ca. Speaking of checking us out, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe, favorite, leave comments. All of the things that make sure this podcast continues to stay in the ether. We give it to you with love. All we ask is that you use a little bit of data and give us some love online as well. So for myself, for Faisal Kamisa, and hit him up online as well, at SN Faisal Kamisa, that's F-A-I-Z-A-L-K-H-A-M-I-S-A, at Fred Van Vliet for the boy himself, betting on himself, and for Emil and the rest of the crew at Sportsnet, thanks so much for listening.